0: And now, broadcasting from a two-person hot tub, high atop the Butterfield Park water tower, it's the E-Town Lowdown, created by Robbie and Rick. And now, your handsome hosts, PK and Rick. Welcome to another special edition of the E-Town Lowdown, COVID-19 pandemic. Today is Friday, May 22nd. It is the traditional Memorial Day weekend, and this year's Memorial Day weekend is going to look a little different than uh, most of us are used to. Um, I, for one, am missing my beloved Indy 500, which is supposed to occur this Sunday, but um, for many, many years in Elmhurst, and I'm not sure exactly how many, we've celebrated or honored Memorial Day is probably a better way of putting it, and honored those that have uh, given their the ultimate sacrifice for our country for maybe a 100 years on on that last monday in may we've honored them with ceremonies and a parade and this year because of the pandemic uh the parade was canceled but my guest today the honorable steve morley mayor of elmhurst and seventh ward alderman mark mulliner the two of them put their heads together and worked with a whole bunch of folks at the city Uh, to make sure that even though we're not going to have our traditional parade, we're going to have something a little different. So, uh, Mayor Morley, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, what you guys came up with?
1: Well, uh, happy to do so, Rich. Thanks for having me on. Um, So I think we were all disappointed, unfortunately. I think that the the Chamber and the Veterans Commission did the right thing back, I want to say, in late February, early March where they made the tough decision, the difficult decision to cancel the parade. And, uh, you know, we we still don't have all the data on this pandemic that we're facing. But we did know, as it relates to the parade, that uh, young and old, um, you know, from age one to 100 would either attend or participate. And uh, we just knew at the time that that wouldn't be safe. So I I know that they made the difficult decision to cancel it. And I want to say that maybe the the first person who came to me um, and said, uh, you know, after we canceled, was Alderman Mulliner, who said, well, I, I know we're canceled, but we have to do something. We have to do something. He was very adamant about it, and uh, I think we all feel pretty passionately about Memorial Day. It's the uh, 102nd um, gathering in Elmhurst for the memorial, to celebrate Memorial Day.
0: So over 100 years. Wow. Yeah,
1: 101 years. 102 years. So yeah, like I said, um, we knew what we had to do. I think, like I said, I think uh, Ralph Pachanio and uh, John Quigley made the right call of canceling the parade. But I want to say it might have been hours, maybe twenty-four hours at most, that uh, Alderman Mulliner, I know, came up with the idea and said, "We, we." I understand why we did it, but now we got to figure out something to do because that day's not going to pass without us honoring those folks who gave their lives for our country.
0: So Alderman Mulliner, when uh when you and the mayor got together, talked about this, and you, you're you pretty close with the folks over at the American Legion, what was their reaction when you uh, proposed this?
2: Well, I'll tell you that Steve's reaction was he agreed wholeheartedly. I think that it was the right thing to do. I think Steve and I both were on the same page. What can we do? We need to honor our war debt. And it was important for us to, as a city, continue to remember this day because it's so important. And then when we contacted the American Legion, they were extremely pleased that we were going to do something to continue that memory that was, in our opinion, a necessity. They were a little bit you know, disappointed that they weren't going to be able to do it in a traditional way, but uh, Steve came up with a great idea of doing this caravan, this caravan or convoy, and I think it's uh, something that's going to work out very well for us.
0: Mayor Morley, uh, can you give us an idea of who all is participating in this convoy? I'm going to call it a parade. It's a parade for all practical purposes but who is participating in the convoy
1: well um what we did is we looked at our um we looked at the uh, previous lineups we usually have uh between 110 and 120 entries and we kind of went through the lineup really quick uh to try to see uh what vehicles folks who were in vehicles and we and we wanted to make it manageable so we looked at the uh, previous lineups and we have um, Uh, Jason Ridgeway, who's going to bring an army transport, um, Mark, Matt, sorry, Matt Molenhouse is going to bring transport. We've also been coordinating with the Legion, um, Bill Shanklin to make sure that all five, uh, branches of, uh, the military, um, army, air force, um, Navy and Marines, and also Coast Guard are uh, represented. so all of those folks will be represented. Uh, there's going to be Elmhurst police and fire. in fact, we've got another meeting. Our final meeting for the uh, convoy uh, is this after in uh, this morning and we're gonna finalize the lineup at that point. but um, police fire, I think we're gonna have public works. I'm pretty sure the park district's going to have representation. Um, I believe somebody from the ambu- uh, from, um, from the hospital, possibly uh, superior ambulance to name a few. But um, the other thing we wanted to do, Rich, is we wanted to make sure that it was manageable um, because it's kind of the, this idea morphed into bring the parade to you. um, And it's tough enough to close down a town whenever you do a parade. So if we're bringing the parade to you, we really couldn't bring 120 entries and snake it all the way through town. It would have shut down the entire town for hours. So we try to keep it manageable. It's going to be, I'd say, between 20 and 25 cars. Um, and the other thing is, um, a lot of the veterans that normally come in and celebrate with us, um, are kind of in that danger zone in terms of folks who, um, could be affected by this. So we wanted to make sure that uh, we kept that in mind. So it's really a, a complete motorcade, if you will. The folks who are participating can come into town in their cars or trucks. They never have to get out. They'll be lined up while they're still in their cars and trucks. They'll go through the entire, uh, town, the entire route, which can be found online at the city's website, and uh, they can complete the route in their cars and leave. So it's going to be as safe as possible.
0: Great. Uh, Alderman Mulliner, can you kind of give us an idea of how that route was developed and and kind of a rough idea of where it goes? And I I know Mayor Morley said it's online, but uh, can you just kind of describe it?
2: Yeah, Basically what the route does is it starts at the American Legion and goes north um, up Spring Road crosses over to Berkeley, over to West Avenue, and then from West Avenue, crosses up to the north part of town into the second ward. Then we cross over into the third ward, over by uh, North End and, and Van Auken, come back down, sweep through, and eventually what we end up doing is making sure that we pass the police station, both fire stations, we pass the memorial, which is in Wilder Park, we pass the high school, what we intended to do was make sure that it re- went into every ward as close to neighborhoods as we could make it go. And we also put it in a position that what we were able to do was that there was a say, park or another uh, large parking lot that if people wanted to park their cars and stay socially distant in their cars, they could actually see it from in a parking lot. We're not, we want people to make sure that they stay safe and they stay socially distanced. When it ends, it will actually come back to the American Legion of going down Butterfield road from York road and land back in at the American Legion. And that's where it'll end. It's about a 16 mile route. If you put the whole thing together.
0: So mayor, how long do you think this whole parade's going to take? Do you think it'll just be an
1: hour? You know, I think it's going to be just a little bit over an hour. Um, we're going to try to pace it so that people can see the convoy, but, um, um, we want to get through town, like I said, because we want to make it manageable. So I think our target is between 10 to 15 miles an hour for the convoy. And if we go through 16 miles, it's going to be a little bit over an hour. There's going to be times where I'm sure we're stopped by traffic lights and other things. So I'm estimating maybe an hour and a half at most. I'm not sure if Alderman Mulliner mentioned it. Uh, And Mark, I'm going to need your help with the guy's name. Uh, Jerry, I call him Jerry the Patriot Flag Guy. Do you remember his name? or something like that anyway jerry's the guy the gentleman who uh traditionally puts up he has access to i think thousands of flags and uh he'll pick a he'll pick a, a statistic maybe it's a number of people passed away on a certain day or a certain war or something of that nature and then he will put those flags up he's done it in the past he's done it in um he's done it in wilder park he's done it in the um detention basin in york commons Uh, but what we're trying to do, and and he wants to participate, um, what we're trying to do is, um, create flag displays that won't necessarily, um, incent people to aggregate in a certain area, but they can drive by, uh, and observe, uh, patriotism in their own way. So there are five different locations around town, um, where he's going to have these flags set up and the convoy is going to go past those.
0: So I I have heard that there's going to be some sort of uh, coverage of this and, you know, whether it be released on YouTube or what, do either of you gentlemen have any information about that?
2: Yeah, what, we, what we've we done is actually the mayor and the, uh, s- a small group did a, a memorial presentation yesterday at the Veterans Memorial that was recorded and then that's going to be put together along with the convoy uh, on a video that will be hopefully presented somewhere around five o'clock on Monday afternoon. That's kind of what the intent is right now. Uh, the editing and everything is going to be done very quickly. Um, got to give our our staff here on City Hall a lot of credit for that. They are working their tails off to make this happen, and I think it's the right thing and I applaud them for all the help they've given us.
0: Well I would hope that would uh, there would be a link on the city's homepage to that and I know currently at elmhurst.org there is a link to information about the parade and the route, which again begins monday may twenty fifth at 10 a.m from the American Legion. And goes within a quarter mile, I believe, of pretty much every household in Elmerst, and traverses every single ward. So, I I thank you both for being here. Any last thoughts,
1: Mayor? Um, you know, it, this is new to all of us, and uh, we're all trying to figure out not only how to uh, create as much of a normal life as possible during this pandemic, um, but we're trying and we're trying to be as safe as possible. So, as the weather gets warmer, we're getting as creative as possible. Uh, I always looked at this parade as the kickoff of summer. I still look at, look at it that way. I'm glad that, uh, we were able to do it. I'm glad that we were able to come together. Um, there's a handful of people I'd like to thank, including Alderman Mulliner, Alderman Brennan, John Quigley, Ralph Pachanio, Bill Shanklin, Mike Kopp, uh, Sergeant Steve Mandat, Bill Anashevitz, Dave Oberg, and Cassandra Schreff. That's kind of the core group that put this together. Um, you know, Ralph and, um, John Quigley normally pulled this together, and it took him three, four, five months. Uh, we pulled this together in about three weeks. So we had, we had a bigger group, and uh, we made decisions very quickly. But uh, ultimately, um, I'm really looking forward to it. And the, the ultimate goal is to honor those who have uh, fallen in uh, defense or um, uh, in, uh, in our military service on behalf of us and our country.
0: Well, as a a parent of uh, somebody serving as a reservist right now, I'm grateful that uh, you two gentlemen and the entire group that got this together decided to do this. I think it's very important, and I commend you both and your group, and uh, I uh, want to keep uh, those that have fallen in service to the country in our thoughts and prayers this weekend, first and foremost. So thank you both for joining me today.
1: Thank Thank you, Richard. It's the least we can do. Thank you very much. Now more than ever, we're asking the community of Elmhurst to please fill out your U.S. 2020 census. It's quick, safe,
2: and easy, and you can do it online at my2020census.gov.
1: Thank you. You're listening to the E-Town Lowdown, Robbie, Rick, PK, when you don't have anything better to do.
0: And now it's time for another edition of Clever Ken, the Hardware Man featuring Ken Ebel of Ebel's Ace Hardware at 1028 South York in Elmhurst.
2: Julie Billman from Central Elmhurst writes, My lawnmower won't start, and that's a real problem. The grass is getting a bit longer. I let the dog out, and it got lost in the backyard. The mower is only five years old. It was smoking real bad and sounded like the Blue Man Group after a bender the last time I used it three months ago. I put f- fresh gas in it, what else might be the problem?
1: All right, Julie. The most likely cause of a smoking lawnmower has to do with your oil. The oil could be too full. It could have, if you tilt the mower to the side, it could spill on the carburetor. It, you need, might need to change the oil. As far as it, the lawnmower running better... The biggest problem with lawnmowers, or the most common problem with lawnmowers, is bad gas. I know you said that you've recently put new gas into it, but gas only lasts about 30 days after you get it from a gas station, depending on how fresh it is from there. And small engines do not run well when that gas gets old. So I would try changing out the gas. I'm Clever Ken, the hardware man, helping you help yourself. The E-Town Lowdown brought to you by the wonderful folks at the Elmhurst Armpit Orchestra featuring the biggest bass drum in the world at nine feet in diameter. Yes, you heard that right. Nine feet in diameter.
0: This has been a special presentation of the E-Town Lowdown.